Hello and welcome to a very special edition of WZBC Sports Saturday. I am your host, Quinn Kelly, and I will be joined today by my guest, former Boston College hockey star and member of the Minnesota Wild, signed just this Wednesday, Alex Tuck. Alex has been kind enough to come on for an interview and talk a little bit about his time here at BC and the hockey program. Fun opportunity for everyone. This will be a somewhat interactive interview. If you have any questions for Alex, just tweet at WZB Sports, ZBC Sports, using the hashtag AskAlex, and that's at WZBC Sports with the hashtag AskAlex. So, Alex, how are you today? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. So, obviously, as we mentioned, big start or big movement in his career. Alex just signed with Minnesota. This Wednesday, getting set to uh, turn pro next season, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. But we're going to start the interview off talking a little bit about this season and how the season went for Boston College hockey. So obviously, you guys lost down in the Frozen Four semis in Tampa to Quinnipiac. Um, I know you guys thought you had a really special team. Obviously, this season um, was the season a success, even given that loss. Uh, I, I'd say it was just a successful season, but um. It was disappointing uh, the way we ended it. Uh, um, we would have liked to uh, walk away with a few more trophies, um, losing Northeastern and semis in Hockey East, and then losing the Frozen Four to Quinnipiac. Uh, both close games where it was really disappointing. And um, I mean, I'll never forget my my two years here at BC, but um, it was it wasn't as successful as we wanted it to be. Sure. Well, you guys came in preseason number one, so it was obviously going to be tough to live up to those expectations. Was there a lot of pressure in the locker room about that? Or did you talk about being number one, having a lot to live up to? Um, no, not really. I mean, BC is always a powerhouse, and we, we know coming into like school here that we we're, we have a lot of expectations on our shoulders. Sure. Um, but uh, I think it was, I think we just, we gripped our sticks too hard in the beginning. Uh, lost RPI was, uh, was hard, but um, I think we bounced back really well, had a... Had a good run there, hit a little speed bump around Christmas time, and then um, came back strong in the second half of the year. So, uh, no, I mean, every team battles adversity at some point, and um, I guess we hit it towards the end a little bit, not where we wanted to hit it, but uh happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, the team, for obviously somebody watching, was so impressive about the team was that you would hit a couple snags along the way, and then you come out very strong. Like you mentioned, you hit that, that snag in the middle, but then you had the undefeated opening to the 2016 year, and then obviously uh, the Hockey East tournament wasn't a great showing from you guys, but then you really turned it on in the regionals. Um, but so one of the most, we'll, we'll kind of take it through the season, and one of the most interesting things, I think, surrounding the team that was a really big deal when it happened was the departure of Jeremy Bracco. <laughs> so that's kind of a question that everybody's been waiting, I think, to ask until the season was over. And obviously you now not necessarily actively part of the team can maybe speak a little bit more openly about it. But what was kind of the feeling in the locker room when he left? Uh, there was, uh, I mean, he, there was always, like, uh, jokes and stuff. Like, he wasn't the, the biggest fan of, like, school and <laughs> uh, wasn't the most studious kid and... <laughs> uh, he's, he's he's a little he's a little different, and people that know him know he's a, he's a little different kid and stuff. But um, I I just think that he didn't he just didn't want to tr- balance school and hockey. He didn't sure. see the importance in it, I guess, and wanted to just play hockey all the time. And um, I don't know, it was kind of a surprise because he was like he's like he was I thought he was joking around within the locker room once, and then next thing you know, like he's texting us, yeah, I'm I'm actually leaving to go play in the OHL and. I'm just we're, I'm just in here like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. So was there animosity though? I know there was something, and and we took this off Twitter. This happened, and it, I I do remember it being a little bit of a a riff sort of in athletics where somebody tweeted out uh, in school today. But the bottom line is BC is better off without Bracco. He quit on his teams and coaches. And Thatcher retweeted that post. <laughs> uh, Thatcher likes to screw uh, screw around on Twitter a little bit. I mean. Um, he'll favorite someone that like chirps him or something, just uh, I guess rile rile it up. He's always a character. I mean, you see him in the net when he's, uh, let's say we play an away game and they're chirping at him and stuff. He'll get the crowd into it. He'll yes, get the crowd going, sure. waving at the crowd, <laughs> taking his helmet off. Um, 
But no, I mean, it, it was it was kind of disappointing because he was part of a team. We brought right. him in and right. stuff like like all the other freshmen, and um, it was disappointing to see him leave. Like I I've known him for a few years now and stuff, and uh, he was he was a fun kid to be around in the locker room. Loved the love to laugh and joke around and stuff and um it, it was kind of disappointing but uh if you didn't want to be here it was probably for the better for the better of our team and stuff, sure so. well i mean that speaks to kind of the point that uh coach york made and this was from the minnesota duluth press conference so maybe you can speak to the connection if there even is one but he talked a lot in that press conference about getting the egos out of the locker room and so you know was that something that has always been his mentality or was it something that kind of came after bracco uh, always, always, always. Last year, this year, I think, in the years past and stuff. It's, um, I mean, we we have a lot of really good players on the team, a lot of draft picks, a lot of people. I mean, guys who are going to play in the NHL and stuff. But it was all, it's all BC. Right. He has it up on the wall. The team, the team, the team. Um, that's the mentality. Our our little slogan for this year is "We, not me." So it's uh, it's it's something that goes a long way and. Uh, I think we bought into the system and we came up short, but I think it really helped us uh, be pretty successful this year. Awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, you saw it last year, so now this is twice you've seen it. Obviously, last year was a little bit different. Sonny Milano came in, he was drafted by the Blue Jackets, and then he left in August, I want to say. He had gone through all of all of the um, the entrance stuff for BC and then just decided right before the season it wasn't for him. Um, so this is this is now two years that, that we've had something like this. Is it, is it something you think is just a consequence of having kids who are high draft prospects come in or is it something that you wouldn't well, I don't expect know. They're both they're both from Long Island so I don't know <laughs> if that's uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's saying anything but no they're friends and stuff and they knew they've known each other for years and they played on the same team growing up but that's um that's completely different that's uh I think it's just it's just decisions made like my decision to leave this year was a family decision um talking to a lot of people and stuff and sometimes college just isn't for everyone, right? right. And guys leave after three, four months at Christmas time. Guys leave after one year if they're not big fans of it, or um, sometimes it just happens, and that's that's part of the game. I mean, sure, sure. Um, it's a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit different because guys can turn major junior, but for major junior guys to turn, they can't really turn college unless they go to Canadian college. So right. we're college coaches are in a little bit of a predicament, but that's why. I mean, it's always a risk and. I guess it's part of the game, but every every team has that risk, I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we'll shift back towards the focus a little bit on the season. Um, so, Bracco leaves. You guys go on a very hot streak, whether it was fueled by that or not. Um, Demko starts having a shutout streak, seven and eight games, played unbelievably. Uh, but then it, then it turns, like you mentioned, around Christmas time, you guys started to really just get ravaged by injuries. You had people going down left and right. And then on top of, obviously, the thing around here with the Chipotle, I think you guys had a couple guys out occasionally with that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you you were out one game with the yeah. suspension. No, no, no. no? Was was Wood, concussion. You were concussion. Wood was suspension for a hit? No, Wood was the uh, Chipotle. Chipotle. Okay. Kalnan was, was he shoulder? I think it might have been his, his shoulder. So okay. he separated his shoulder. So we had uh, Miles, Chris, and I were all out with injuries. Birdsall was already had a concussion. Right. We were they they uh, we barely had enough guys to play. One, yeah. One one or two more guys got injured. It was it was done. But um, I think uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy. That Notre Dame game. It, it just kind of I, I thought the guys dominated the entire game and stuff and. Um, but it just they were able to battle back late in the third and get pull off a win, just like almost stole a game from us. Yeah. And then we just ran out of steam. We just didn't have the depth that we usually would have. But um, no, it's tough watching games from up top. It really sure. is. And that was that was the first BC game I've missed due to injury. That was the first probably regular season hockey game I've missed due to injury in five years. Wow! Wow! Yeah, so Ooh, obviously good wood, duration. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, obviously that's tough for any team, but you guys felt like you kind of kept a good attitude. That that must have been a deflating loss after being up so big, three goals right in the third period to Notre Dame, and having them come back. Yeah, yeah it was a little bit of a struggle. I think that's when we kind of hit a, a speed bump over Christmas, losing to Ohio State, and then losing a tough one to Providence. But um, I mean, after like a, after all the, all the Christmas tournament and stuff, I think we came in, we got. Our world junior guys back, and we. Um, but then again, we did have our goalie situation right after right. Christmas. But we were able. I think that made our team even better. Um, 
the fact that we really had to battle through some of those games, like the the game against Providence, the, the weekend against Providence was um, really uplifting. I mean, even the comeback tie um, at Providence was, uh, I think, a huge point in the standings and stuff, and um, made a difference. Yeah, and now that's that's two seasons in a row that the Providence series has been huge for you guys. Because last year you were right on the bubble of the NCAA tournament level, and then you had the good weekend with Providence getting one at home. So. I mean, despite the tough tournament down in Florida, it seems to be a team that you guys skate well yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, league games are always the hardest, I think. Um, uh, like last year, B, I mean, BU was top three in the country the entire year, and we split with them. Yeah. Um, and then this year, we I think we did fairly well, but like we split with UMass Lowell. Um, I think so. Providence, we went one one and one throughout the whole year, but in league we were one zero oh, and one, and BU one zero oh, and one, and. It's. I mean, it's always a tough game, though. But it's uh, home ice means a lot too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you mentioned Lowell, and this is something that it's obviously not really a phenomenon in sports because everybody kind of assumes what it's what it's like. But now you're set back, and I, I hopefully can get you know the answer out of you. Did you guys think that in that last season or the last game of the season, you were red hot coming in? Um, you have the game in Lowell. You'd already won and clinched up number one seed here the night previous. Were you guys? You know, into that game, did you really care going into Lowell? Like, um, I think we did. I think that. I mean, we we care because we wanted sole possession of that trophy right. going in. I, I mean, Lowell's great team. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, it wasn't like they were going to be a yeah. team that was going to lay down, right? No, so. no chance they were going to lay down. And um, we kind of wanted them. We were hoping they'd be Quinnipiac so we can get another shot at them, <laughs> but um, didn't happen. But no, I mean, they're a good team. They uh, they played it really well. We, I don't think we played that well as a team that game I think we did a lot of had a lot of individual efforts and that's what they wanted us to do they wanted to sit back and play that trap and and work off of our turnovers and stuff and we weren't working as a unit and guys um some guys weren't at their best that day and uh I think that was that hurt a little bit but um I think we uh I don't know it was just a learning experience from that so sure well it seemed like whatever had happened in that game kind of carried that into the hockey East tournament so you guys have UVM, and you looked fine in the first game. Come out 3-0 win, no problem. But then the rest of the weekend was a real struggle. Why yeah. is it that they are such a tough team for you guys in the tournament? Um, I don't. I don't it was just. I think that uh, when teams pack it down against us, we almost start to play some somewhat of a perimeter game, somewhat uh, sometimes. But once we break them down once or twice and get some chances, that's when teams really collapse, and that's what we were able to do against UVM in the first game. And then in the second game, with Ian Wakashin being out, that's that really hurts because he he logs so many, he logs almost thirty minutes a game, yeah, twenty seven thirty minutes a game, and it's um he's a huge part. Uh, and I'm and I always uh, I always remember I'm me missing that empty netter from the blue line, and then him getting suspended like shortly after that just. That killed me. Uh, coach wasn't the happiest and stuff, and um, but uh, it was. I mean, we got out of that series th- uh, thankfully, and um, I think that if we swept Vermont, I think we would have had a little bit more confidence going into the uh, Northeastern game. But um, happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, Northeastern obviously they needed that that win. They weren't making the tournament if they didn't get through the hockey's tournament, so they had a little bit more perhaps to play for. Um, but you mentioned so McCaution was injured in that second game. No, he was suspended. For oh, suspended. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, he was suspended in the second game. Came back in, in incredibly, obviously, watching that game. I was up in, in the garden watching the Northeastern game. He had a real tough game against them. A lot of He was beat twice one-on-one for a goal, which you never see from him. He's obviously one of your top defenders. But and that was just, I mean, it wasn't. didn't fall on him, certainly. The defense had a tough time because the offense wasn't struggling necessarily against them. So I think it wasn't just our defenseman. I think that... We didn't support the defensemen on breakouts as much as we should have, and it was it was like we weren't on the same page. I think that in the third period we played a lot better. We played more together and stuff, but it was just too little, too late kind yeah. of thing. And um, him getting beat on one on one, I mean, he shouldn't have been in that one on one situation. Right. It was it was right. situations before that that w- broke down, and uh, I think one time he caught an edge or something like that on one of the one on ones. But it's, I mean, it, it happens. I mean, he's not going to be playing. At 100 percent of a game, I mean, right. none of us right. did this year, and um, I mean, he's he's an un- unbelievable player, and um, I don't know. It's just I think that Northeastern played. We talked about it after the game. Northeastern played a lot better as a team 
together, four check, breakouts, everything was together. And, and as like what happens with us is we played two individually, two we didn't play together, we didn't four check together, our breakouts were broken. And we had like times, we always have times when we have make good plays and play together and stuff, but it was the consistency to play together that we lacked in that game. Okay. Well, like we mentioned earlier, you guys did a great job all season of coming off a tough performance and a tough stretch and then just turning it on. You guys were so good in Worcester, um, impeccable against Harvard, and then really up until that last seven minutes of the Duluth game. Um, it was so frenetic. Um, you know, I was I was in the booth with my friend Casey. We were calling the game, and we were ready to you know send you guys to Tampa. Already, already, you know, starting to talk about it and everything. Did you guys feel like you still had it throughout that whole stretch, even when it was getting to be like they put the first one and it was kind of a a soft goal, and then you know Thatcher, it, not on Thatcher certainly, just a very weird play. Um, but then, you know, you see whether it was Cangelosi or Thatcher with the glove just knocking that last one out. Were you guys still confident, though, through that, that whole stretch? Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was tough. UMD's a tough team to play against. They're big, strong, physical. They play, a, um, they play hard defensively and stuff, and they tried to play off our breakdowns. And we didn't really give them anything until the last 10 minutes. And uh, I actually took a penalty, I'll, I, which I... Watched a million times. I don't see where I high stick the kid. My stick was on the ice. I pushed the kid away. He pushed me back, and ref takes me off for high sticking because we had a few penalties before, a few power plays before that. So a lot of college refs like to even up the score and stuff. Yeah. And uh, they ended up scoring on that power play. And um, and uh, I think our team was still like we were still up on the bench. We didn't let down. I think it was just. I think they had a, a lucky bounce on that second goal, and that's when we started sitting back a little bit. But uh, we still played hard. We still had. We still believe, even if they tied it up, we still believe we were going to win that game, whether we went into overtime or wh- whatever it was. But um, I don't know. That last, uh, we were all holding our breath when we saw how close that puck got to <laughs> it the was, net. And, um, it was incredible. We were freaking out when the when the uh, timekeeper stopped at two and a half seconds for no well, it reason. Didn't make sense at all. Obviously, just screwing up. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, Coach uh, made a little joke to Miles after the game. He's like, "Yeah, Miles decided to take that penalty," and uh, we were all holding our breath. <laughs> it was um, no, Miles was trying to make the right play. It was just uh, he was a little stronger than he thought he was, trying to set a little bit of a pick. And uh, the kid, I guess, was a little bit more surprising. Got knocked down, but um, I, I think I that was the right play, hundred percent. Set a little pick, gave Ian a little more time to clear the puck, and it just happened. Uh, Knocked the kid on his butt, but um, I mean, thankful for uh, I don't know if it was Casey or Can Jalosi, uh, Casey Fitzgerald or, or whoever knocked that puck out of the net. But uh, thank God they did. It was, yeah, it was really <laughs> tough to get to Tampa. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you did end up getting a Tampa, obviously, and you, you go and play Quinnipiac. It turns out to be a one-goal game. It's a tough loss. Um, I don't know if you guys were made aware after the game, but Bucci and Melrose were on it right at the beginning. The first goal, offsides. It was not offsides. No, it was not. The um, it would have been offsides in an NHL game, I'm pretty sure. Okay, but it would. It's not an offsides in um in a college game. The way the rules, I don't know exactly what the rule is, but it was it was a tag up offsides, and the guy had one of his skates completely over the blue, not over the blue line, completely on the blue line. Okay, and it's it doesn't. I think they might change the rule because it doesn't really correlate with the puck. Um, like ha- the puck has to be all the way over and stuff like that, and and that um, so it was like a controversial goal because Bucci and Mal- Melrose were used to watching NHL, where that right. would have been an offsides, and so uh, a bunch of people tell me, yeah, the first goal was offsides and stuff. I'm like, oh, that like that that really stinks. Like I can't, I I I didn't notice it. My dad said something, and then uh, a couple days later, coach, I asked coach about it, and he's like, no, that was that was that wasn't onsides. We looked at the that was onsides. We looked at the rules and everything, and it was a good goal. And so I think that's a little something that the NCAA has to look into uh, for future. Sure. For okay. College. Well, I mean, it's better than I guess that you guys can walk away and and not feel like you had got a cheated perhaps out of the game or, or or anything like that you left it all out there you had a strong game came back in the end to just you know couldn't seem to come all the way back from what was a pretty tough start to the beginning of the game um, but 
obviously. So then Quinnipiac goes on, gets their doors blown off by North Dakota. Do you think you guys would have had a chance with them had you gone there? Yeah, no, I definitely think so. I think personally we were we would have been a better matchup for North Dakota, like skill wise and stuff. I think that um, against Quinnipiac, the second and third period, I thought we had them back on their heels a lot. I mean, yeah, they very rarely got outshot in the game and. Um, I think we might have had seven or eight more shots in them that game. And uh, that, like you said, they came out flying in the first period. And first goal kind of deflated us a little bit. They had um, they had a lucky lucky bounce uh, flipped up on Casey Fitzgerald when he tried to go D to D to Michael Kim. And then Kim tried to make a play to Whitey. It was a little bit too far for him in the middle. And um, Thatcher had to react really quickly, and the guy snuck it underneath his pad. But um, that kind of deflated us. They got the second goal off of a really nice play. Um, there's a D coming down. I went. I covered my defenseman, and then there's a guy back door. It was, it was a great pass, but the guy threw like three people's legs back door. So that was uh, that was tough to come back from. But uh, I thought we had a good start to the second period. Um, Casey and Colin made a nice play on my goal, and then uh, I don't know what happened with the penalty, but that kind of. I think set us back a little bit, but we weren't really nervous about it. We were still up on the bench. We were still uh, thought that we could win that game, and because uh, I thought I thought we were skating really well, we were skating better, breaking the puck out better, forechecking better. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, yeah, you guys, it, you really you lost the first period. There was kind of no way around that, but you did. You came out strong. Aside from the penalty, it was a pretty pretty well matched second period. And then you know, watching it, you felt like we had won the third period, and it was just tough, obviously, with the deficit. Um, but so that brings us to kind of close to the end of our um, our discussion on the season. But you you've said in past interviews that coming in here, your goal was to win a national championship. Are you walking away feeling like you accomplished enough? You're you're fine with how you're leaving the program, or are, are things a little bit unsettled? I mean, I'll I mean, I'll always wish I won a national championship. I don't. Not, it's not. I have no regrets um, because I mean, not everyone wins a national championship. That's how it works, and. Um, I'm kind of disappointed we didn't this year. I really thought this would be the team to do it. And, uh, I mean, I can't just – the reason the reason why I'd stay or leave I can't just be on right. winning a trophy and stuff because it's not a guarantee next year either. No. So uh, it was a lot of hard work to get to that to get to that situation, to get down in Tampa. But, um, but no, I'll never uh, – I'll always cherish my time here at BC, and um, it'll be one of the greatest experiences of my life. Awesome. Well, we're certainly happy to hear that. Um, we'll talk a little bit now about about your exit process and and how it you know we, how you came to the decision and everything like that. So this the the stretch of time right after the season is always a, a tough one, especially if you're sitting back a fan of the team, thinking about you know all right, well how what pieces are we going to be missing next year? So you've been through it twice now. The first time um, you're on the other side of it, you're seeing guys walk away. You see somebody that you've said was one of your best friends, Noah Hannafin. He walked away. He, um, you know, obviously top five pick. You're going to go off. He's been playing excellently so far this year. And now this time, knowing that you've had that experience of some of your good friends walking away, and now you're the one who's saying, all right, you know, it's time to kind of cash my chips and head to the NHL. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like it, it was a tough thing to do and leaving people behind, leaving teammates behind? Or was it, you know, were, is everybody understanding in the locker room about it? I think everyone's understanding. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was a uh, surprise to anyone on my team, my coaches. But uh, I'd say it was probably the toughest decision I've had to make and probably my one of my one of the toughest I've had to make in my life. Um, I mean, I love Boston College. I love my teammates. My coaches have done an unbelievable job with me, developing me as a person, as a player, and um, it, a lot went into it. It was very stressful. Very a uh, lot, a lot of, a lot of different people telling me like, "Oh, I think you should do this, this," and um, a lot of phone calls with uh, Minnesota, my agent, my parents, sitting down with the coaches here. Um, it was it was a tough decision, but uh, I think I made the best decision for my development as a as a hockey player, and um, I think it was just ready for me to take the next step in my career, and uh, hopefully it works out for the better. And uh, I think my coaches are supportive of the coaches here are supportive of the decision, and uh, they were a little disappointed at first and stuff, but. Um, they're always. They said uh, we'll support you either way, and you're always welcome back at PC whenever uh, you want to come visit and stuff. So it was it was really good to hear, and 
Um, and I do have a plan to come back and finish my education and get my degree. So that they were happy with that. And it's not like I'm just blowing off the two years of uh, hard work that I've put in here and stuff. Right, so well. I have... Uh, so I'm summer classes, independent studies, online classes. So it'll be it'll be tough, but I think I'll I know I'll get it done. Awesome. Well, I mean, I'm sure sure your parents are happy to hear you're planning on finishing the degree. Obviously, first day after signing your your professional contract, you're in a comm class at nine a, nine in the morning taking a quiz. So yep, didn't didn't take the foot off the gas at all. But well, I mean, that's obviously a very admirable thing to do. Um, well, you mentioned all the different people you talked about, and perhaps this wouldn't be one that you would, but. I just wanted to ask about Zach Sanford and, and where he fit into the process. Because you guys came in, you came in as freshmen, and you had what looked like it could have been one of the best classes college hockey had ever seen. You had two first-rounders and you and Sonny. You had Noah, who would go on to be a top-five pick, and then you have Zach, who was drafted in the second round. And here we are after a sophomore season, and Zach is the lone sophomore on the team. So was was he? how did he feel about the decision? Um... I mean, he he was really happy for me. Uh, I mean, we've we've become uh, like best friends here at Boston College, and he uh, last summer he spent two weeks with me uh, down in Syracuse, uh, skated with me and stuff, worked out, and um, came to my cottage and everything. So we're really close, and he and I I mean I talked to him about it and stuff, and um, he he had a feeling that I was going to take the uh, take Minnesota's offer, but I mean we talked about it a lot. We um, we even talked about like. Uh, like his int- like what he was gonna do next year and stuff because I mean no one he's a second round pick too I mean he's a second round pick and there's no there's no guarantees and stuff um, but he's coming back which is really good and um, I think he'll have a really good season next year and I thought he had a really good season this year too and uh, no I mean it, it was it was tough I mean it's it's tough to say I'm not coming back to play play with him again and stuff and um, but he understands my decision well, that's good. Um, so I guess I have the, the the question that's kind of on everybody's mind then is is what made the decision? What was the the tipping point? Was it even close? Was it up in the air? And, and what made you say I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it? No, I was I was I was fifty fifty, and then um, I was fifty fifty for a while. I mean, after Quinnipiac, I'm, I was like every hour was a change. Like oh, I'm leaving. Oh, I'm coming back. Uh, I think my my dreams were probably messed up by it too, but, uh, <laughs> sleeping at night. But um, but no, it was it. I don't know. I just I, there was everything got laid out on the table. The offer, um, where they see me next year, where um, like I want like who wanted me to come out from Minnesota, who wanted me to stay in school, or if they're indifferent or whatever. But um, I don't know. I think after talking after talking to Chuck Fletcher. Uh, the Minnesota Wild GM, I think that was almost a tipping point um, that I think that I wanted to make the make the jump and stuff. But there, I wasn't 100% yet and um, had a conference call with my parents and, uh, well, now my, first my family advisor, now my agent. But um, it was, uh, it was, it's, it's still one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make, so. I've seen family factored into it, I'm sure. Oh, family's, family's everything to me. My parent, my dad's my best friend and, uh, people say I'm my mom's twin, I guess, looks <laughs> and personality-wise. But um, they're they're everything to me. I mean, even my brother and sister had input, even though they're 14. <laughs> but um, but no, it's uh, they they were a big part of the decision, and they were they they um, were both in favor after getting all the information and stuff. They think that I made the right decision as well. So they wasn't they weren't pushing me either way. They just wanted to give me the all the information that uh, that was presentable awesome well we talked about we talked at the harvard game about this came from line changes and and stuff like that and it's something that teddy has expressed coach york has expressed and obviously i've heard you say it before um you guys feel like everyone on this team is best friends that's a quote that we've heard so many times from different people around the program um is it something special about this year's group of guys or is it is it something that you kind of feel in the locker room every year uh, I think uh, this year more than last year. I think our team success helped this year more than last year. But um, our seniors this year were, are unbelievable. I think that they accepted everyone right away. I mean, when you're hanging out in one of the guys' rooms, there's gonna there could be a freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior, four different guys in all in one room and just hanging out and stuff. And I think that 
I mean, everyone's part of the team. I mean, we had Michael Kim and Ian Milos come in halfway through the year, and we pulled them in right away. And um, I think Kim, Michael Kim's been in my room every day for the past <laughs> week, probably in our common room playing NHL and stuff. And he's it's like he's been here for we've all been here for five years together and stuff and um I just think it starts with Teddy Doherty I mean he was able to bring the team together right away in the first first month before the season and guys like Pete McMullen Travis Jeek and Brendan Silk really helped with that too I mean uh they welcomed us into our their room and um I think it was just a great atmosphere and everyone wanted to be a part of uh, a special team how do you how do you fit that into so many departures this year so many early leaves i mean it's it's disappointing i mean it's it's hard but that's that's the business we're in with hockey it's it's yeah. a business overall i mean um some people don't see the absolute business side of it but i mean even the full scholarship it's a business yeah i mean um like coaches recruiting and family advisors and everything like that i mean my little my 14 year old brother is starting to go through now um, picking a family advisor, and um, I mean, my family, my agent has a good shot at him right now. But there's, <laughs> there's other really high-end, good agents that are, um, that are, I guess, barking up his tree and seeing what's going on. And uh, he went around the locker room at Boston College and talked to the coaches a little bit. I mean, they're not going to offer anything in eighth grade, but he's he's going to have uh, an interesting, I guess, summer and interesting. Um, Next next year, fall. Yeah, yeah. So. well, certainly don't want to want to put any pressure with with your brother. But BC has a commit who's in eighth grade right now, top goalie in his class. Ninth grade or eighth, but he's a he's, year old. Yeah, he's a year old. He's right, a year old right. And he's an okay, one. so your brother's fourteen. Yeah, he would be fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's a year older than my brother. But um, but no, I don't. I I mean, I see no rush. My my dad's has been. We've been through this once, and right. we're gonna we're gonna give him all the options he needs. I mean. Uh, he, you never know what I have. I have no idea what he's gonna do. I mean, he's Boston College will always be in the back of his mind because his older brother went there, and right. he always he's looked up for me, looked up to me since he was um, since he could skate, I guess, or since he could talk. But um, and uh, so it'll be it'll be it'll be pretty special to try to walk him through that and see how see how he feels about everything. So hopefully he's a he's a pretty good player too. Yeah. So. Is he going to eclipse you someday? Or? I, I hope he's better than me someday. That would, be, <laughs> that would make me... Uh, I, I would, that would that'd be pretty special. I, I hope he is. I, I, hope he, I hope he gets drafted. I hope he goes to college, gets a full scholarship. I hope all that. But, um, but uh, no, I, we put, my dad and I push him. I just, I'm more there for support and yeah. um, more of an uplifting. My dad, my dad was hard on me growing up and stuff, and he's hard on him, but it's in a good way. So yeah. it's, it's good. Good, good. Well... Awesome. Some lovely insight to your family life and everything. I can tell, obviously, just sitting in here with you how much it means to you. Um, all right, so kind of rounding out the talk on, on exit season. Um, if you have any opinions to offer, Thatcher, Ian, and Colin, that's kind of the last three kingpins we're all waiting on. What? Are, what? Are, any, any rumblings in the locker room about that? I mean... I don't know. I like. I can't go out and sure, say like. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't really know. Like, I mean, even asking them, like, they don't. They don't know for sure. Right. Until the, until right. the pen is on the paper, you don't know for sure. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's it's a big decision to make. I think that um, it wouldn't be a surprise if any. I wouldn't be a surprise if any of them left. I think that. Thatcher and Ian, it would be le- it would be less of a surprise because they are juniors, right? Uh, they're both second round picks, and but I mean, Collins a first round pick. He had a great year. He's a freshman. I think that he has a little bit more maturing to do than the other two. I'd say, and um, it's all about situations and stuff too. Yeah. In, uh, in the NHL, I mean, Collins' situation is that there's a lot of uh, management and coaching changes in Ottawa right now. Right. Um, Thatcher, I don't know. I don't really follow goalies that much. I don't know the goalie situation. And then, um, I mean, Florida is one of the top teams in the league. So to break into a top team, it's pretty hard. And right. I, I, I have full faith in Ian that he could that he could play in the NHL next year. I think he's good enough too. But it's all about what he wants to do. And um, if he comes back next year, he'll be a captain of Boston College. And It'll be pretty special. I don't know if we came out with captains, so I don't know if I uh, <laughs> we won't coach you on it. Then. Should have said that, <laughs> but um, but no. I mean, he's a captain this year, so he'll be a captain next year, whether right. it's an A or C. I'm sure. not going to say. Sure. All right. Well, um, I mean, it's it's just it's obviously an interesting. I don't know how much you guys keep up with the uh, 
the, the social media and, and BCI, obviously, Thatcher and Ian were the first two that were expected to go. So it's obviously been a surprise. And then even with Colin, I think Colin was probably expected to go before Miles was. So I think Miles, especially where Miles and Steve coming out that first day, that was such a shock to everybody. Well, I don't. I wasn't shocked. I was shocked by Miles because he's a freshman. But then again, he's a year older than me. He was drafted a oh, year really? before me. So okay. this is so he would have become if he stayed another year. He'd become a free agent on August fifteenth. So that's why. So after after getting drafted three years after your drafts, pe- the um, NHL team starts pushing and like starts right. giving you nice offers. Starts kind of like I right, trying to get you to yeah. come out of school and stuff and. Um, I think New Jersey really likes the way he plays, and um, it's a little weird because it's uh, it's Shiro and Fitzgerald's dads that are the GM, right. assistant GM in New Jersey. But um, I think there was no surprise with Steve because he's a junior. Yeah. Um, I think I thought he had a really good year. He logs a lot of minutes, a good shutdown defenseman, and I, I watched his first game. I thought he fit right in, and um, and I mean we 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 had no surprise with Steve. I guess uh, Miles a little bit more just because he's a freshman. Right. But thinking about it, it's. I mean, if he was a junior, it wouldn't be a surprise. And I thought he had a really good year, and um, he's physically mature and stuff. And New Jersey really likes his game. So. Right. Yeah, well, and it's something that's been talked about a lot, especially I don't know I don't know if you, how much you followed it, but with Jimmy Vc making the decision, he doesn't want to sign with uh, Nashville. He's going to just go to the open market. And so there's a lot of talk about how they've really been pushing. Have you noticed that? I mean, obviously you can speak to it because you've you've been signed now. But is there a lot more push from these NHL teams to get these contracts done before they hit the open market? Uh, I think that's always been a um, I think that's always been like an issue with that. But I mean. I think that people like people think that the NHL GMs are freaking out about the VZ thing, but then again, it's always it's, I mean, like it's it's always in the back of their mind. Right, drafting okay. a college player and drafting a guy that goes into college and stuff. But um, but people really like. I mean, the NHL GMs really uh, the majority really like uh, college players because of the maturity that they bring into the locker room and the ability to step in right away. You got Chris Kreider, you got Johnny Goudreau, you got guys, those are two guys from BC, who are able to step in and score, right? more or less play, but score and uh, mix it up, right? Uh, and they fit right in, and they're I, NHL regulars, to say the least. Johnny led his team in scoring this year, and Kreider was first, second line, I think, is it second line left winger or something like that. So, I mean, they're because these guys are mature, you're able to sign them at an older age. And, I mean, even the guys that are coming out as free agents, I mean, NHL GMs are just just love it. Um, Sam Annis just signed with Minnesota Wild, mm-hmm. I think, yesterday. So, uh, that's gonna be tough <laughs> going to play with him now instead of being on the opposite team. No, I think he's, just, he's a really good player. Um, you never know. I mean, I could be playing on his line in a couple years or something. But no, he's a really good player, and uh, I mean, he had a really nice goal. I think it was against UMass Lowell, so that was uh, pretty impressive. I still I remember playing against him in the USHL one year, and so um, no, I'm really happy for Sam, and uh, hopefully get to know him, go get to know him over the next uh, few months or whatever. Go to development camp and stuff. So be awesome. Good. All right, well, we'll talk a little bit here, just kind of a few quick questions about your BC experience and these are more just you know getting insight into, into what you thought about your time here so um, first and foremost what was your favorite moment as part of the team I obviously have my pick for you but I'm interested to hear what yeah you I think those. everyone I've, uh, the bean pot sure okay <laughs> hands down I mean I mean if we won a national championship that would have trumped everything but the bean pot hands down I mean I I love the frozen four frozen four was fun hockey's tournament if we won it would have been awesome but it's just like it's the Battle of Boston. Yeah, it's, it's legendary. People from all over the country know about the Bean Pot. They're like they hear the Bean Pot, all you think about is Boston. And um, I didn't even care. I don't care. I didn't care who scored that goal. <laughs> I honestly didn't. I don't. It was awesome that I did. It was it was great and stuff. But the fact that we won that game in overtime just uh, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, Thatcher pitched a shutout, and I think that went more unnoticed than anything else. I mean. Um, BU goalie played great, but I still I still think Thatcher getting the shutout there uh, should have won the uh, <laughs> MVP and the yeah. uh, goalie award. But um, but no, it was it was a great that was a great game. I mean, one nothing game in overtime. See, you, on paper it looks a little bit boring, but people were uh, oh absolutely was into it. It was they said it was one of the be- better games they've watched all year, just going back and forth. And um, no, it was uh, 
It was it was a fun it was a fun couple of days after it too. So sure. it, was, it was a good sure. time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always said. I mean, as far as nothing, nothing or one goal games have gone, that was one of the best I've ever seen. But even just it stood in its own right. I mean, I, I think that sometimes you'd rather see something like that over a, a high scoring game. Um, so what are you going to miss most leaving next year? What are you going to miss most about BC? My team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like you said, like I talked about before, it's a special group of guys. Um, in the locker room afterwards, it was it was terrible. Thinking about, I mean, even just thinking about that the seniors are gone, thinking about that we weren't going to be able to play until next year. And now that I didn't know it at the time, but now that was my last Boston College hockey game um, ever, unless they let me come back and play an alumni game. But besides that, yeah, but... Um, it was it was a special time, and um, my teammates will always be some of my best friends. And um, I'll come back and visit um, maybe All Star break, come back before the season stuff, and um, hang out with them. And uh, still hang out with them now, even though I'm not going to be on the team next year. They still yeah. think of me as a teammate and stuff. So um, I really miss them. But uh, it's just it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, there was a very poignant image from right after you guys fell to Quinnipiac in that game of you just hugging Teddy and uh, you know I felt like that so so much encapsulated the feeling around the team and I'm sure you can you you certainly feel the same way but um, yeah I mean it was it was an incredible run you guys had and there's there's not much more you can say about it I'm sure it's like you you mentioned earlier a lot more fun playing with a very winning team versus a team that struggles a little bit so I'm sure that helped but um all right, well, we'll get a little bit into your opponents now. Who do you think is the best person that you ever played against in college hockey? Best best player I ever played against in college hockey. Um, do we want to go position-wise? Sure, or... sure. Give me a forward, a D, and a goalie. All right. Um, let's see. Goalie? I'd, I'd probably say I Boyle is up there. Yep. He's... He's a really, really good. He's a really good goalie. He's um. He was really hard to play against last uh, this year. Did he start last year? I can't remember if he started last year. He, or... I don't. I think he might have had one game against you guys last year. Okay. Yeah. But um. But no. He he's a really hard goalie. He's really good goalie. Um. Let's see, defenseman. Uh, I think that Grizzlies. Grizzlick's up there. Grizzly, yeah. he's he's really good. He's really hard to play against. I mean, he's like a he's a, like a fourth forward, and then he's. I mean, he's small, but he plays. He's a really good defenseman defensively as well. And um, but there's also guys. I thought Connor Clifton. Uh, I know I've known him for a couple of years, but he's a really good defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly, it's for okay, for goalies, first of all, Thatcher is probably the best goalie I've shot on in college <laughs> by far. That kid is so hard to score on in, in practice, and when you score on him, he gets pissed and starts chirping you. It's just, it, <laughs> it's it's funny, it's funny, but he, it's just like, it's hard to score on him. Yeah, defensively in practice, one on ones, hate going on, hate going against Steve Santini. That kid stick on puck is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but uh, and then you got to go against the Bear in practice, Ian McCaution. That's uh, that's tough too. Yeah. But um, let's see, forwards, um, hardest. Hardest forward to play against, man. This is, I mean, I played against, I played with, and then last year against Eichel, yep. uh, probably one of the best third period, third period college players ever. You could call BU th- last year the best third period team ever. But um, uh, he was that that was pretty good. What's um, I thought Jimmy was really good. I thought I thought uh, Wah is really shifty. Guys like that, personally, like for forwards to play defense, for me, being a bigger guy, the shiftier players are aren't the most fun to play defense. If I ended up if I end up in the playing center, those aren't the most fun uh, to play against. But um, no, I thought there was there's a lot of good players to play against this year. Okay, all right. And the final question on this: so you guys were certainly the beacon of hope in what was a pretty tough year for BC Athletics. And that is kind of a sentiment that really only comes from people who are just looking at the big money sports. Obviously, football had a tough year with all the injuries. Basketball was just an abysmal season. Obviously, there were, you know, soccer team was great. Baseball team's looking really good right now. But you guys, as far as the, the big three go, were the biggest deal on campus. But at the same time, there was just kind of an air 
on campus that it was just being overshadowed by how poor a season it was for the other two programs. Do you feel like enough people on campus really care and get behind this hockey team? Um, it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I understand, like, I mean, you're never going to have, like, a bunch of amazing years in a row. Like, you can't be, like, top. I mean, we were, we just made it into the uh, national tournament last year and stuff, and it was, uh, it could have been a really disappointing to say the least, but, um, I mean, every, every program goes through their little bumps. I mean... Boston College football, we had the best defense in the, in right. the ACC. Right. I mean, there's parts of the game that people don't really see. And, I mean, we lose games by a field goal, stuff like that. And, I mean, it's tough. And it happens in high, happens in every sport. And then basketball, I mean, they went defeated this year. But they, um, I thought that it kind of summed up their season when they uh, lost with that last-second last layup there against, I, I don't know if it was Virginia Tech or... I can't remember who it was, yeah. but it's just like it's tough. It's because they're right there. They're just right there in all right. those games, even against some bigger, t- big time opponents. They're right there with them and stuff. And I mean, it happens, and that's why. I mean, years happen like that when, like, um, I mean, the the class might not be coming in might be really good and stuff. It's just it's it's the way it balances out. I mean. You're not going to have, like I said, the number one team in the country every year because right. guys leave. You, you lose a senior class, and um, unless you're UConn women's basketball, <laughs> then it's a little different. Right. I mean, you never know, though. They lost those three unbelievable players. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it's it was good to see a lot of support this year more than last year. I think at games and stuff. Uh, okay. I think that we had a really big crowd. Um, I still think that it can grow around campus and stuff. I see a lot of kids showing up in the second period, though, which is a little, little I mean, you understand it. But um, going to going to places like UNH, I mean, they, they fill the student section during warm-ups. Right. And they have, well, it's always tough at the Beanpot listening to Northeastern. Now, they're they're not a perennial the dog, good team. The dog pound. They yeah. just, they love, I mean, some schools, but that's the, that's the thing. Like, we have football and basketball and hockey. Right. Like, UMass Lowell, that's one of the hardest places to play against Songus. They... I don't even know what else they have. They just yeah. have hockey. Right. UNH right. just has hockey. Like places like that who just have hockey. I mean, it's 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 easier to get. Like North Dakota, when I say that 50% <laughs> of the f- people in Tampa were North Dakota fans, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. 50% of them were North Dakota fans. And they, it's all about their hockey program. Right. You're, I mean, I, I've been, I played against North Dakota my U18 year at the U.S. program, and they, um, that that program, their their facilities are unbelievable. The rink's amazing. Like they're treated like gods on that campus. But it's North Dakota. It's right. Yeah, it's, sure. It's in North Dakota. But is it, so that's, is it frustrating then? Because you guys are still year in and year out the best team on this campus. Even in your down year last year, you're know, still the one of the best. Girls to girls hockey. Well, uh, sure. <laughs> amongst men's sports, I mean, the girls hockey. Obviously, yeah, they're fantastic. They yeah, came up I just mean, short, it's but. just it's. I mean, it's not like we're gonna get the biggest fan base ever because Boston. You get the Bruins. You get the Celtics. Yeah, all these. You got all these professional teams around, and um, I mean, it's, it's a hard balance. But I still think we have a really strong following. And um, coach was talking to us about it afterwards. We have a game against North Dakota in New York City. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get a ton of fans, absolutely, uh, yeah. honestly, because we have a lot of people, like a lot of alumni that live in New York City now and stuff right. like that. Right. That'll be there, and and it's not too far from Boston, so it'll be a good turnout and stuff. And uh, hopefully, I'll be able to catch the game on TV or something. Yeah. There. Well, I mean, I'm glad to hear that, that there's certainly an element. You seem to be very realistic about your expectations for the, the fan base, and I hope that that's the same way. I mean, obviously, you probably have a better insight to of the other athletes on campus, but it just seems like, especially amongst kids, there's just a very empathetic kind of watching sports. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, BCI publishes an article about how the football team is really struggling. Oh, you know, we suck. And kids just don't like to necessarily, like you mentioned, they had the best defense, one of the best defenses in the country. So it's tough. I mean, do you do you walk around campus kind of looking at the kids who are in there, you know, throwing their hands up when, when you lose to Notre Dame? And, and I mean, I, I'm... I'm kind of on the side of like the basketball and football team. They, they just ignore. It. I mean, they read okay. the stuff and they. I mean, it puts a chip on their shoulder. And I think that this. Um, I think that this school does a really good job uh, with support between sports. 
and I, I mean, I'm friends with people on the basketball team, people on the a, lot, a bunch of guys on the football team, um, a lot of the women's sports, a lot of um, soccer team. Like, I think that we have like um, internal. Uh, an internal support system that probably a lot of colleges lack. Um, and I think that really helps our sports. I mean, even if there's a down year and stuff, you still have that pride in Boston College. I, I didn't care if the basketball team went defeated or in right. league play or, or anything like that. I mean, I, was, I still supported them and um, was still uh, still saw some really good individual efforts and um, still went to a couple games and stuff. It doesn't, I mean, I don't, uh, win or lose, you're still a Boston College athlete and stuff, and so it means a lot to be um, be a Boston College athlete. And um, I don't know it's it's disappointing, but it's not the end of the world, I guess you could say. And um, it's it's I think that if more more students uh, supported uh, teams that might not like might be struggling and stuff, I think that would really help them get out of that hole. I guess you could say. absolutely. Well, certainly encouraging words from somebody in athletics when athletics is in kind of a, a tough position right now, obviously trying with the, the renovations and everything. But they have had a lot of questions thrown their way, so it's encouraging to hear somebody inside so so optimistic about it. So we're just going to wrap up with two little segments here. We're going to talk a little bit about you making the transition to your, to the pros, and then we'll go to the closing where uh, we'll look to the Twitter questions. So first thing, have the Wild made you aware of their plans for you yet? Has anything been discussed in that nature? Obviously something to get you out of here. but um, Yeah. Uh, I think, um, I mean, there's no guarantees. There's never any guarantees and stuff, and it's all about how well I play in the fall. And um, I mean, would I leave if I had no shot at making the big team? No. Um, but they're optimistic. They said if I come in and have a really good uh, training camp, really good uh, rookie tournament there in Grand Rapids, then uh, there's a shot I can make the team. And if I start in the AHL, I mean, I just have to learn and fight um, fight for a spot. It's always about fighting for a spot. And um, I think that uh, they're really um, optimistic about and really excited to develop me as a player. And um, I'm really looking forward to it, too. Awesome. Um, now, how much did they talk to you after last season? Because obviously there was rumblings about potentially you were very you were a high pick, so there was a chance yeah, that you I left. Mean, no, there was there was very very small chance that I was leaving last okay. year. Um, I was really excited to come back for my sophomore year. Um, I never really planned on, never really looked looked for looked into it. I mean, I saw my teammate Dylan Larkin leave after one year and Jack Eichel, but I mean they um, they had outstanding college college um seasons last year and i think i still needed um another at least another year to uh develop and stuff and i think minnesota was um uh right behind me with it i think that they really uh, thought i needed another year of college as well and um i i i've still i throughout last year and throughout this year i was in close contact probably talked to the player development guy on brad bombardier almost every week but after my games and stuff so no they're really good at developing players and they're really good um at keeping in contact with the guys that they've drafted so uh it's a really good organization i'm really happy to be a part of it good and you think you're ready to make it to the big team i think so i think if i have a good summer ahead of me i think i have a shot good so. stuff good stuff uh, is there anybody in the NHL right now that you're really looking forward to going up against? <laughs> going up? Oh, I mean, there's, there's a countless, there's a right. countless number. Is there one I mean, specifically? I've, one specifically. I mean, guys like, I mean, you're playing against great, like the greats, like you're shooting on Lundqvist and you're um, playing against like uh, guys like Latang, Carlson, uh, Brett Burns, players like that, or um, playing against like Ovechkin or like. All these European guys who right. have way better hands than me. <laughs> but no, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, Crosby, guys like that, and yeah. Malkin, guys that you're just like, wow, I grew up watching these players right. play. And you got the Yagers of the world who were playing before you were even born. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I think I think uh, he could be my grandpa right now. <laughs> no, I mean, guy, yeah. If I if he's still around next year and I play against Yager, I mean, I. I'll just be in awe. I, I don't, yeah, I, sure. no, no chance I try to cover that guy. <laughs> you go ahead, go score. I don't. <laughs> I'm not getting his way. He's um, he's an unbelievable hockey player. I mean, he's he's one of the all time greats. Yep. Well, that's. I mean, that's exciting. I, I mean, 
from a fan perspective, it's got to be so wonderful. You're literally out here living your dream. You got a chance to go make the NHL. And like you said, you get to play against guys you've grown up watching. And obviously, a little bit different than other sports with how long the, the careers are in hockey that you have that opportunity. Um, but then I guess the final question on that is if Wild are coming in here to Boston, are we going to see you around that weekend? Is there a stop by campus that fits into that trip? If, yeah, if the Wild play at the Bruins and I'm on the Wild, I will definitely come to Boston College and um, probably go out with uh, go out to dinner with some of my teammates and stuff there the night go. before and um, definitely uh, throw some tickets to uh, some of my teammates <laughs> for sure and my coaches. So Awesome. Um, hopefully they're around too. I mean, you never know when it, when it is and when it right. sets up. So um, hopefully I'm on the big team and able to play in the, in the Garden. I've had some fun at the TD Garden so far. Uh, it's a great place to play, so hopefully. Absolutely. All right. Well, we will take to some Twitter questions right now. We're going to see if we can pull those up in just a moment. Um, well, in the meantime, I'll give you a question to see if we can work on it. So, I mean, you, you discussed your degree plans. We talked about your brother, obviously. Um, you know, hopefully there's a chance we see another tuck in a jersey someday here at BC. Um, but talk for a moment. Obviously, so many guys left. How's the team going to be next year? Um, I don't. You never know. I mean, I don't know how. I I know like somewhat of the recruits and stuff. I mean, but I you never know. Like, there's could be a recruit that has a breakout like season in college and is perfect for the college game and stuff. And um. I, I still think that Boston College will still be a really good team. I mean, even after losing the Kevin uh, Hayes, Johnny Goudreau, and Bill Arnold line, I mean there was there was some expectate there's some lower expectations than usual, but we still made the tournament. Uh, we still I thought had a I mean an okay showing, but like we still had some success over the year and stuff, and we beat some pretty good teams over the year. Um, and I mean, we beat the national championships. We beat the runner-ups last year, both of them. So I mean, we still were a good team. I just thought we were a little bit stronger and better this year. But it, I mean, it happens. I mean, you're not going to be uh, just like unbelievable years back to back. I mean, Providence won it last year, and uh, they lost in the first round this year. So stuff like that happens. So you never know what, what will happen. Absolutely. And how much have you seen? They have a huge class coming in. You got nine guys, I believe, three of which are on the junior national team. Um, have you seen much of them? Do they come to campus at all? Do you get to participate in that process of courting them a little bit? Um, yeah, no. I'm, I, uh, let's see, I've met six of them. I haven't, I haven't met the Finnish kid. Uh, and I don't know the other two guys, but I uh, met the two guys that play for Youngstown. And then there's four kids on the national team. Uh, there's a goalie, a uh, defenseman, and two forwards. And the goalie and one of the forwards stayed in my room for his, their official visit. Uh, they're a really good group of guys. Um, I didn't really know. I think I knew I knew Walker before this because we had the okay. same family advisor. Okay. Um, but, uh, no, it was really good to meet some of the guys. And uh, our our uh, volunteer assistant coach Marty McKinnis, his oldest son's coming in, and we were able to hang out with him. He actually came uh, for the uh, bean pot, so that was uh, that's, that was that was pretty cool official yeah. visit, if uh, to say Absolutely. the least. My, a lot better than my official visit. Um, when was your official visit? Oh, uh, that was it was on like a Sunday night. We didn't come to watch any games. It was like last minute. Mm. It was me and Sonny. Because um, it was like a, we had barely any time to come and stuff. It was it was like the off weekend right before they played Notre Dame for the uh, Hockey East um, quarterfinals. Who el- who else was looking at you when you were coming in? Did you have any other offers? Uh, I committed here, I think, in tenth grade. Um, I had offer. I had a good amount of offers, but my first offer was from RPI. The, okay. uh, summer before my freshman year. Summer before my freshman year, I think it was. Um, it was right after the national camp. Um, Seth Apper was a coach at RPI. Unbelievable guy, unbelievable coach. Um, went in for a visit there. I visited Yale, Cornell, Colgate, RPI, and then BC twice. And on my second uh, visit at BC, I, they offered me a full scholarship, and I uh, took the offer. Awesome. So uh, I'm glad I came to BC and didn't pick some other school. And I really wanted to stay out east, so that's why I didn't really travel west to... 
uh, visit like Michigan or Michigan State or okay. North Dakota or Minnesota, yeah. a place like that. It was, it was mostly east, wanted to stay closer to home. And I'm um, just really happy with my decision. Awesome. Well, we are certainly happy with your decision, too. So we'll get to wrapping it up here. We're going to go to some of the Twitter questions. And fair warning, some of them are <laughs> pretty interesting. Okay. All right. First one. Hey, Alex, big fan. Curious if you think your time at Pioneer High School in Ann Arbor will help you adapt to life in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, so Pioneer High School was the high school that the oh the well that we the U.S. National Team Development Program used to go to. Uh, now they go no they still go there but they pre- play in Pl- Plymouth now but they still go to Pioneer High School. Um, I mean I I I enjoyed Pioneer. Um, it was a little bit different experience. Um, I went to public high school all the way through, so I mean, I, I guess so. I, I don't really know. We didn't spend too much. We're only going to fall further down the rabbit yeah, hole here. Some yeah. of these are just going to get even uh, more interesting. Awesome. So can't wait. Uh, was it weird that your high school mascot was named Woody the Pioneer? I don't know about you, but it certainly makes me laugh. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know his name was Woody. <laughs> to be honest. I only went there for a couple of years. So all right, um, well, a couple more about that. Somebody was really doing their yeah, research on you. I think Pioneer. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, notice Pioneer hasn't won a state championship since '85. Does that haunt you at all, or no? Since your mascot was named Woody. Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't play high school hockey, so uh, I right. don't really. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. All right. Um, okay. So this one's a little bit more on a serious note. Proudest moment. Three goals against Penn State, drafted by the Wild, or receiving the Brett and Elizabeth Burns Family Scholarship, um, or anything other than that, because I'm sure there. Let's see, proudest moment. Uh, first of all, I didn't get three goals against Penn State. That was that was the other number, number twelve. That was Kevin Hayes, I think, the year before. So I think that was in the. Uh, um, I don't. I, I don't know. Proudest moment ever. There's. There's too many proudest moments. Uh, I mean, I love getting drafted by the Wild. That's an unforgettable experience. It's one of the best experiences of my life. Um, I'm completely honored to receive a uh, scholarship from from Brent and Lindsey Burns. Those uh, they're unbelievable people, and I'm still in touch with them, and still um, go to dinner and stuff, and meet up with them, and I'm really close to them, and uh, they've got to know my family, so I'm very thankful that they were that I'm able to receive their scholarship. Um, Things like the bean pot. I think just uh, being a Boston College Eagle is something that I'll always cherish for the rest of my life. So, okay, we're gonna skip over the is he single asking for a friend, unless yes. you feel yes, like I'm all right, fantastic. <laughs> um, Alex, how has your Boston College prepared you? Boston College experience prepared you for the next step in your career, both on and off the ice. Um, I think uh, I gotta give a lot of credit to my coaches. Um, I mean Jerry, he uh, Jerry York, he. Um, Develops a lot of players, but it's it's something to say that he he's he's put a lot of guys in the NHL, and it's not just because of the on ice stuff. He's he's developed a lot of a lot of kids coming in at eighteen, nineteen years, years old, and developed them into, I guess you could say men. And um, he he's a, he has a very structured program: short hair, no beards. That was actually a question I was going to ask you because your Minnesota pictures, you got the long flow. Exactly. And obviously it's college hockey, so you expect some of them, but nobody on the team. Nope. We have short hair. We have, we are clean shaven. Um, a little bit different than teams like Denver who come in with beards. You sure, that yeah. Look like they've been, they, some of those guys look like they can be um, some of the kids on our team's dads. But uh, <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, it's he's, he's done an unbelievable job with his program and the assistant coaches are, are right with him and um, development as a player individually, team-wise and development as a person have been unbelievable here. Awesome. Is the hair coming back when you make it to the big show? What was that? Is the hair coming back? Yeah, I'm starting to grow it out right now to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right out from underneath and go back to it. Um, Alright, uh, this one's similar to a question I asked you but what player in the NHL you're most excited to meet? Oh, meet um, I I've been able to meet a couple of pretty special players. Let's see. Um, oh, I don't I don't know. I think that I think it'd be pretty cool to meet Ovechkin. I think, but I've I've been coached I've been coached by some pretty cool guys. I met uh, Mark Massier. He was he's one of my all time favorites. He's uh, he's pretty cool. I got coached by Claude Lemieux. Uh, I met Mario Lemieux. Um, let's see. Uh, 
There's a lot. Of, I, I mean, I, I grew up next to a pro hockey player, actually. Oh, really? Who was yeah, that? Tim Conley. He oh, okay. played for the Sabres for about eight to ten years. Played for Toronto for a couple of years. Was drafted by the Islanders. Played there a couple of years. Fifth overall. Well, He's a pretty good player. So yeah. we, we, had a, we, had a, we have a pretty uh, a pretty good street. We have, uh, let's see, a couple college. We got three college lacrosse players, Division One college lacrosse players. One went to major league lacrosse. Okay. We have a kid on the U.S. He's a, he's a co-captain on the U.S. developmental sled hockey team. He's my neighbor right to my right. A neighbor right to my left played in the NHL for 12 years, I think. Um, kid one street away plays in the MLS right now. Wow. So these are these are like five out of six houses right in a row, and then um, about a street away, the kid plays. Uh, he's a goalie for the uh, Toronto and the MLS. Wow. He's just back up. Wow, look at that! <laughs> All right, um, yeah, I think that about wraps it up for the Twitter questions. Um, anything else is just a little not not serious enough. Um, <laughs> But uh, we obviously thank you for for coming on the show. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, is there anything before we um, we we wrap this up that you just wanted to say about the program or anything that you felt hadn't been covered? No, no I think I've expressed my opinions about this program, and I mean I'll always cherish my uh, two years here at Boston College, and I'm just really happy that I came here. And um, I mean I'll miss uh, all the. Uh, I'll miss my team, I'll miss my coaches, um, everyone, all the students and faculty and everything that have made it such a special experience. But um, no, thank you very much for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate it. And certainly it's bittersweet when you see anybody like you leave. It's been such a pleasure to see you play for two years. Um, but we're excited to see what you can do at the next level. Hope that we can be watching you on, on NBCSN and stuff like that next year with the wild so we're going to take a quick break here going to throw on some music little transition and then we'll be back to wrap it up sports saturday will come off the air at about three o'clock today so thank you very much we're going to just take one brief break <laughs> 